Hi, this is Chris Nessie from the House of EdTech podcast. Welcome to the Google Teacher Podcast Archive. I used to produce and edit the Google Teacher Podcast, hosted by Matt Miller and Casey Bell. You can enjoy the podcast once again, and be sure to visit the new website, chrisnessy.com slash googleteacherpod. Please note that any of the show note links mentioned in the episodes are no longer valid, but if you go to chrisnessy.com, dot com slash Google Teacher Pod, you can search the archive and check out the show notes for each and every episode of the Google Teacher Podcast. Thank you for your continued support, and may the Googles be with you. Hi, I'm Dan Krinus from the Leader of Learning Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure to check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Google Teacher Tribe Podcast. Your source for the latest news on Google for education, tips, tricks, and teaching ideas you can use in class tomorrow. And here are your hosts, Matt Miller from DitchThatTextbook.com and Casey Bell from ShakeUpLearning.com. Hey Tribe, welcome to episode 50 of the Google Teacher Tribe. What? Yay, we made it. (laughs) 50 episodes, for real? For reals, man. This is it. We made it to 50. So I, you know, I look at some of the numbers of some of these podcasters who've been doing this for years and like those numbers just blow me away. I'm excited to hit 50. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This has been fun. I was just telling somebody um, in a message recently, I was like, they were asking me a question about something that we had said in an episode recently. And I go, man, we're closing on 50 episodes. And sometimes they're just a blur of like, what have we actually covered? What did we say? Someone will tell me, oh, you said so and so on the podcast. And I go, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think we did. Yeah. So they're, they're they're getting to that point now where where they kind of run together a little bit, but it has been a blast. Absolutely. It has. And and we have so much fun connecting with all of y'all around here and beyond. So uh, you ready to get going on this episode? We got we got something to say, don't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna talk today about Google Sheets add-ons. Now, if this sounds like a foreign language to you, don't abandon us yet because this is something where if you do anything in Google Sheets or if you use Google Forms to collect information, uh, from people through Google Forms surveys, uh, these Sheets add-ons can be a lifesaver and they do some really cool stuff and they're not that hard to use. So we're going to dig into that. We've got some great comments and questions and of course some blog posts to share. So Casey, you ready to do this? Let's go. Okay, y'all, it is time for some Google news and updates. And of course, Google never fails to give us something new to talk about. And I'm super excited to share this 
little tidbit here. It's called Change the Game, and it's a design challenge. So Google has partnered with Girls Make Games and the ESA Foundation to launch the Change the Game design challenge to inspire and empower teens to design a game they'd like to play. Woohoo! Yeah, I'm all about this. This looks awesome. Now, um, that's that's from the blog post, but I've also included in the show notes a direct link to the challenge. And the prizes, let me tell you, these are pretty impressive too. So the top five finalists will win a VIP trip to LA where they can showcase their game ideas and join a celebration of women in gaming. Ooh. All right. Who runs the world? All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I think this looks pretty awesome and I, I hope some of you will encourage the, the, the young women and young, young budding coders that you have in your classroom to take this challenge. Yeah, that sounds so cool. And they, I think they also get to go to E3, which is, I mean, if you're into video games the e3 expo is all about that and that's a that's a pretty cool thing so um so definitely that that's something worth checking out um so there's an app that you may or may not have heard of that google has released and it's called files go and files go is part of this initiative by google called next billion users which is really aimed to kind of like helping people in third world and developing countries that don't have, you know, super smart, super updated phones to be able to get internet access and to be able to kind of live in this digital world. And FilesGo was developed through that, but it is still a really useful app. And uh, so you don't have to necessarily be in one of those countries to get use out of it. So basically, FilesGo is something that they developed to help Android users free up space to find files quickly and to share them offline. Uh, and they've just recently added some new features to it. So if you're looking for a way to manage the files that you have on your phone, you might want to check this out if you have an Android. So they uh, they added a file search. And so if you've ever downloaded something onto your phone, this happens to me all the time. I download it and I don't realize that it's there. And then either my downloads folder gets big or I start to download something that I've already got and I didn't realize I had it. So now you're able to, it says you should be able to search for your files on your phone just like you search the internet, which is kind of cool. It also will help you find the location of duplicate files, kind of like what I was just talking about, and also help you remove backed up photos and videos. Um, so it works very well with Google Photos. And that's what I use whenever I take pictures, I have it sync automatically to Google Photos. And so my photos automatically are saved in the cloud. And then whenever I start to run out of space on my phone, I can just delete all the ones on my phone and they're still saved in the cloud. So so files go. If you haven't checked that out and you're looking for a better way to manage the files on your device for your own personal device, or if you've got students who kind of like bring their own device or, or they work with their, their phones in class, this could be something worth checking out. Awesome. So uh, wah, wah, that's not on my phone, but <laughs> we, <laughs> I don't have an Android, but I, we, we do have uh, some other options on iOS. But I am excited about this next update. And I've seen a lot of people oh, yeah. talking about yes. this. But yes. um, if you happen to be a fan of OK Go, and even if you're not a fan of the music, you should be a fan of their music videos because yeah. they have just had some landmark uh, exciting things that are going on. Well, what happened was 
Google Science Journal team. So if you remember, and we've talked about the Science Journal app on here before, but that team has uh, actually partnered with OKGO to create the OKGO Sandbox which is a collection of materials for K-12 educators. These are challenges to help kids um, experiment and do all kinds of, of little projects. And it, it's really fun. So if you go to their website and you look at the actual sandbox, you'll see all kinds of fun stuff. And you see the example videos, which will just blow your mind. Like the one that I just watched was um, the four guys from OK Go in a car making music with everything inside the car from shutting the door. They had these little poles sticking out. They drive down the road and the pole hits a piano every few feet mm -hmm. and hits a, a new note. I, I mean, I can't even describe it all. It's it's mm -hmm. so like you just have to see this. So um, the, the sandbox is loaded with um, question and answers and different challenges like the sensor sounds uh, compass. And so they've got this loaded up with an educator guide, um, the science journal guide, and then a worksheet. Now, obviously, uh, science can can use this, but I also think this is great for things like Genius Hour and some of the other projects that you may have going in your classroom just to help kids pursue the things that they're interested in, do a little bit of tinkering. Maybe some maker spaces can make use of this, but it is super fun. Yeah. And I, I am a huge fan of the music videos. I think my two favorite ones, there's one for a song called The One Moment. And this is one where they shoot this video of all of this chaos happening in just a few seconds. And then they slow it way down and it turns into this like really, really cool video. And then there's another one called Upside Down and Inside Out that was shot in a plane. And basically what they would do, if I remember this correctly, is they would have the plane almost like nosedive so that inside of the plane was at zero gravity and they shot all of these takes in zero gravity for this video. And there's one that's a Rube Goldberg machine for the song, This Too Shall Pass. I mean, you could go on and on with really cool examples from OK Go. And so to have some official resources for teachers there is really, really nice. And then the last one, this was one that I stumbled upon just recently um, on Twitter. This is an app and it's called Just a Line. And so Just a Line basically gives you a very sort of simple rudimentary way to create augmented reality yourself. And so the app is very simple. Basically, whenever you load up the Just a Line app, it activates your camera. And whenever you touch your screen with that camera up, it lets you draw these white lines in 3D wherever you're standing. So think about if you stand on one side of the room and you're walking and you're drawing lines as you're walking, it's basically making a squiggle from the place that you started to the place that you end. And so you can draw in three dimensions all over the room and then go stand in another part of the room and look at it from that perspective. It's, it's really pretty cool. And if you go to their uh, website for their app, it shows you some examples of how some people have done it. And I am just fascinated to see when teachers get a hold of this and their students do what they're going to be able to do. So that's one definitely one worth checking out, the Just Align app. Oh, yeah, this looks cool. And the first thing that popped into my head is this sort of looks like a light version of Tilt Brush. Yeah. So if you have seen Google's Tilt Brush app, which 
only works, uh, as far as I know, still in Daydream uh, with their special set. So it's it's sort of been a limited availability thing, and it's it's really colorful and very detailed. This is so far, at least, just white, but uh, that's what it made me think of. And being able to create in 3D in a virtual reality scenario, mm-hmm. blowing my mind. On your I phone, no less. I mean, just on your phone. Just on your yeah, phone. Yeah, I love it. Anyway, if you want to check any of these out, definitely head to our show notes at googleteachertribe.com slash 50. All right, Tribe, we've got a good one for you in this episode. Today, we're going to be talking about Google Sheets and specifically Google Sheets add-ons. And so if you've not really dabbled in add-ons before, add-ons are kind of like additional functionality that you can put into your Google Sheet. And they're not just for Google Sheet. You can use add-ons in Docs and Slides and just a, a variety of, of different things and um, forms also. And Basically, they'll, it's almost like an extra little program that runs inside of, in this case, your Google Sheet and will do something useful or helpful. Um, and having these add-ons available in Sheets, I have found is huge because so often whenever we use Sheets, it's like we've got all of this data and we think, well, there's so much data here. If I try to manually do X, Y, and Z, it's going to take forever. Or we might think, oh, I would love to be able to do this one thing over and over and over again, but I don't want to just repetitiously do it. And so there are some really great Google Sheets add-ons out there that will take care of some of that repetitive stuff and can really, really save you time. And in some cases, help you to create some really cool stuff in just a matter of minutes. I I agree. I think add-ons in Sheets is the most powerful of all of yeah. the add-ons because we have data. We can have data in a sheet, and I feel like Google Sheets. I know for a fact, and just from training teachers, this is usually the application they don't know right. as well. This out of the suite, and and teachers tend to be a little bit afraid sometimes of the spreadsheet. They don't know what to do with it, and they don't realize how powerful it is. I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, Pinto Beans to Chris. Christine Pinto, because uh, she has kindergartners using Google Sheets. So I just want to put that out there that anybody can use it. Don't be afraid of it. Although the focus of today's episode is really about how to use those add-ons, sort of playing off of our last episode where we talked about the Google Forms add-ons. And to me, that is like the power duo right there, is to use your Google Forms data and connect that into Sheets. So if you didn't realize that was actually an option, because the new forms, you don't have to do that to see your data. So you can go to your responses tab and actually click on the little green icon that looks like a sheet and it will create that Google sheet for you with all of your responses in these pretty little time stamped columns. Mm -hmm. So you've got all of that there. Now you can go back into that sheet and use some of these add-ons and do some things with that data from your form. Now um, there are so many add-ons, Matt, I think, think we could have done like three episodes. We could probably do individual episodes on like a lots of these these sheets add ons, I think. We're going to hit on some of our favorites. But as always, please feel free to share with us and help us learn with you uh, what you're using in Google yeah. Sheets. So let's just jump right in. Um, we're going to start with one of my absolute favorite ones. And it took me a little while to get the hang of this. But once I did, I started to see huge potential for it. And that one is called Autocrat. 
And so here's basically what Autocrat will let you do. It pulls data out of your spreadsheet and it will allow you to create, basically create documents. And I think maybe now you can do slides too. I'm going to have to double check that. But at very least, it lets you create documents and PDFs with the data that's in your sheets. And if this doesn't sound like it's that big of a deal, let me kind of take you through this. Let's say that you have 20 people submit some information through Google Forms and it gets pulled into Sheets. Or let's say you have 20 lines of data that have just been inputted into Sheets somehow. And so you've got 20 lines of data here and you're thinking, man, if I could create a document where the stuff that's in column B would go here in the document and the stuff that's in column C would go here. And then the person's name is in this column. And so if I could put their name into this document, but make it bigger, are you starting to see where this is going? You know, you, you create this document and then Autocrat will run the whole thing for you automatically and create all those documents. And then the kicker for me is that it will also email them out to the people that you need to send them to if you've collected their email addresses. So that's kind of like the quick flyover version of how Autocrat works. And I've seen it used in a variety of, of really cool ways. Like one of the most common ones I've seen is if you're running professional development and uh, you need to collect a survey uh, kind of like an evaluation. You have people fill in the evaluation and then they add their name. And then what it can do is it can pull that name and stick it onto a certificate of completion that they can send out automatically as soon as somebody completes that form. And then there are also implications for the classroom too. So if students filled out a form and they were talking about things that they struggled with or things that they needed more help with, if you could generate you know, kind of like a specific study guide for the things that they needed to study and then have that emailed to them. There's potential there too. So lots and lots of things that you can do with Autocrat to take that data out of sheets and then create some really cool documents and send them to people. Yeah. And, you know, don't be intimidated by it when you look at it. It it is very powerful and it can sort of be a little bit intimidating, but it will walk you through each and every step from you know, do you already have a template created or do you want to um, go ahead and, and create one now? So you can make all of those things. Yes. And probably one of the number one ways I have used it is the way that Matt was just referencing in terms of certificates. But I actually, I probably have autocrat run every single day because I have a form where people send their PD requests to me. But when I try to look at it on a spreadsheet, it's, it's pretty difficult to to see um, paragraphs and read things clearly, especially when it you know has hundreds and hundreds of entries in it. So I have it generate a Google Doc for me. So when someone submits something in the form and I get my notification, I open up the Google Doc, but I've still got the record all in this pretty little Google Sheet. Now think about what that means for the classroom. And as a writing teacher, that's the other thing that can be really difficult is trying to read those longer um short answers and paragraphs of text that go into a form. And so if you can have that generate something that is useful in, in, in a doc, that way you and the student can actually have access to that. And that's something that a lot of people 
ask after they submit a form, hey, is there any way to see what I submitted? <laughs> I kind of hate that question, but I understand yeah. it because I've been there. You know, if you've ever submitted a Google form and one, you wonder, hey, did it actually go? Or two, hey, what did mm-hmm. I just put in there? I don't remember. I didn't yeah. copy and paste. This way you can sort of, uh, you know, send that out and, and share that so they can see what was submitted and you could actually have that emailed to the student. Or if you have parents and you're using a form for some sort of parent communication, you could also have it generate that as well. However, there are tons of other add-ons. And if you haven't explored, go into Google Sheets, click on add-ons in the menu and go to get add-ons and just look at what pops up. So they will suggest several. You can click on categories and go to education and see the ones that are sort of designated for education. And one of the the first ones that will probably pop up is Flubaroo and Super Quiz. And I'm going to kind of talk about those together because they're very similar. And these were really, really popular before we had the self-graded quizzes inside Google Forms. And that's essentially what they do. They take that data from that form that feeds into the Google Sheet, and then they can grade the answers to the quiz. So if you're finding that the quizzes feature just isn't quite doing it for you, these are a little bit more robust in terms of, of sending feedback and things like that. So Flubaroo and yeah, Super yeah, Quiz. Yeah, that's those are those are both very very good ones. Another quick hit that I wanted to touch on really fast, and I think we've all probably dealt with this if we've done anything with sheets, is if you've got a sheet with a whole bunch of data in it and there are duplicates. And you go, okay, I just want to remove all of those extra duplicates. Usually I do this whenever there's a drawing and I don't want people to have multiple entries so that they have a better chance to win when other people haven't. And so I want to be able to remove those duplicates. And within Sheets by itself, it doesn't have the ability to do that. But there is an add-on that really does make it pretty easy. So all you have to do, like Casey said, is go to the add-ons menu and then go to get add-ons and then just look for remove duplicates. And then it kind of walks you through the whole process. It makes it really, really simple. So if you do kind of the step-by-step process, then you're able to go remove all of those duplicates and it, it, it is really pretty fast and easy. Yes, that saves me because you do get people with duplicates or people trying to enter a contest more than yeah. once or whatever it is. Uh, I do want to squeeze in one more because you know what? I'm yeah. going to hear about it if I don't. So yep. uh, Flippity is another great add-on for Google Sheets and it's going to allow you to create flashcards, online flashcards that you can use with students. Their website is great. They have tons of, of examples from, uh, you know, spelling words and they have a random name picker. There's a quiz show. There's the flashcards. Um, so they have different applications, but the add-on for the flashcards, uh, I do see a lot of teachers using this and talking about this. In fact, I think Tony Vincent shares about this one quite a bit as well. So I wanted to be sure and mention that. The other one that that I kind of love that's in this is that you can create Mad Libs out of Flippity too using a Google spreadsheet. So that's that's pretty cool. So anyway, those are some of our favorites. We would also love to hear what Sheets add-ons you love if there are other ones. Uh, So definitely feel free to tweet those to the GT Tribe hashtag or send us a message at googleteachertribe.com and we will be glad to pass those along. (laughs) 
Okay, Matt. So uh, it's time to hear from the tribe, my favorite part. <laughs> Here we go. So you guys never fail to stump us to ask us questions that we we have to really dig in and find some answers. And sometimes you also share some amazing ideas. And so our last episode was about Google Forms add-ons, and we ask you to share your favorites. Well, Lindsay Foster did happen to share one of her favorites on Twitter, and I thought it was amazing. So she uses Form Recycler, which allows you to create basically like a test bank of questions and keep reusing questions over and over so that the teachers can pull from those and create those instead of having to recreate the question every time. Sounds amazing. I love things that save teachers time. Yes, yes, absolutely. I totally, totally agree. So um, our next one comes from Bailey Sandsmark, who is from San Diego, California. And she says, hi, Matt and Casey. I'm a sixth grade middle school PE teacher and I love Google and your podcast. And I'm hoping you might be able to help me figure out a way to streamline my student data. I'd like to send out a sheets template to all 250 of my students for them to individually track their fitness testing data. But then, and if you've worked with something like this before, you know where she's going on this. I would like to have an efficient way for them to be able to share that info with me so I can see all of my students' data in one sheet. Having to access 250 different sheets makes my head spin. Amen to that. Currently, my students track this data on a piece of paper, but it would be great for them to have their a digital copy that can travel with them all three years of middle school so they can truly track their growth and so that their 7th and 8th grade PE teachers can see that data as well. Okay, so Casey and I talked about this a little bit, and I think we have a couple of different solutions. And in fact, I had another one kind of come to mind while I was just reading this. Um, so at first, what I was thinking was, if you want students to create all of this in a sheets template. So I'm imagining 250 students, 250 different sheets, and you'd like a place where you can access all of it. One option there is what if you as the teacher create a Google form and you ask for their student's name in a short answer field and then give another short answer field where they can paste the link to their Google sheet. And so that way you would have all 250 sheets all kind of like lined up with their names. Now that's where I went at first, but then, and this, I don't know, this one just popped into my head. So bear myth with me if this sounds like it's too much chaos, but I'm thinking, what if you created, if you wanted to have all of it in all one sheet, what if you created one master sheet with student names as the tabs and then you shared that link with the students with an anyone can edit uh, link. Now, saying those words already kind of makes me cringe. So again, like I said, this just kind of came to mind. So I don't know how well this will work. Because when you give an anyone can edit link to 250 kids, you're just kind of asking for trouble. But you know the students and you may know if this is something that they could do. And I could see them copy and pasting their data out of their sheet into the tab with their name. Um, not probably like the the easiest, most streamlined ways to do it, but those those ways could work, I think. And there may be a script or even another add-on that could magically, automagically mm -hmm. create and share each tab with a different person or a different student. So I, I don't know. Um, I was thinking about this and not knowing 
is this a one-time collection or do you have to collect it, you know, several times throughout the year or, you know, several weeks or whatever. So I was thinking a Google form would really sort of streamline that process process if, if, if you can do that. Now that may mean, you know, several different Google forms or maybe just a collection at the end and have students collect their data in one place and then submit it in the form at the end. So then you have your pretty spreadsheet with everything in one place. So, but we would love to hear from the tribe. I'm sure there's other teachers out there who have sort of faced the same type of, of, of dealings of with data in a Google Sheet. So let us know what you think and how you would answer this question. You know, Casey, I just had one other thing come to mind. Um, I know a friend of the podcast, Alice Keeler, has created, surprise, surprise, she's written an add-on and it's called template tab. And what it does is it allows you to create a template and then make a tab for each student. And it automatically puts their name in to the name of the tab. So it did exist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just, it just came to mind. So, um, so Bailey, you might check that out also and see if that's a, a good solution to, to your situation. So let's take a trip through the blogosphere and take a look at some blog posts you might want to check out. The one that I wanted to share today was written by Jake Miller. Jake Miller is a tech integration specialist from Ohio. And if that name sounds familiar, he was the guest for episode number 33, Support G Suite Learning with GIFs or GIFs or whatever you want to call them. And so Jake has written this great blog post and it's called 11 Tips for Creating Stop Motion in Google Slides. I wrote a blog post not too long ago and have been presenting about this for a long time. It's not a new idea, but how you can use Google Slides to create stop motion animation. Jake added some tips to really kind of like refine and give you some new options on creating those. I thought it was a great blog post. So um, that's definitely one worth checking out. We've got a link for you here. Oh, we also have uh, another share here. I wanted to share a post uh, from my blog called The Nutritional Value of Learning. And you can, you can kind of see the image in the show notes that's driving this. But I began to think about lesson plans, like looking on the back of a package for the nutrition facts. Like, what does this lesson include? What does it hit? You know, are we covering our standards, our learning goals, the four C's? Because every lesson can't hit everything. And the point of this was not to try to grade lessons, but the point of this is for us to think about balancing our lessons like we balance our diet, so to speak. You know, that you're you're not going to get everything you need out of one meal, nutritionally, not usually anyway, unless you're some sort of super eater, I guess. <laughs> but um, but it, the same idea, because I feel like teachers are overwhelmed and they feel like every lesson has to be like this super innovative idea. But, you know, we it, it's really just about striking a balance. And so just like we're supposed to eat the rainbow, I think we should teach the rainbow and, and fit it all in as we go. So go check out uh, both of these blog posts at googleteachertribe.com slash 50 for our show notes. So we have covered a lot of ground in episode 50 of the Google Teacher Tribe, and we hope that everybody's walking out of this episode walking. I don't know why I said walking. (laughs) 
<laughs> you may be driving. We hope you are getting some good information from this episode that you can use in whatever capacity you, you work in education and you have a few tricks up your sleeve with Google Sheets now and that you can use these resources and, and to help other teachers. So please remember to leave us a review and let us know how we can help you and follow us at the GT Tribe hashtag. Casey, that's it. I've had enough. I'm walking right out of this episode. <laughs> Better walk out. That's right. All right. We will see you on the next episode of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Google Teacher Tribe podcast. Keep up with every new episode by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, and by visiting googleteachertribe.com. Get in on the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag GTTribe. Until next time, keep harnessing the G Suite power. And may the Googles be with you. podcast listeners. My name is Chris Nessie, and I'm the host of the House of EdTech podcast. The House of EdTech explores how technology is changing the way teachers teach and the impact that technology is having in education. My objectives include discussing technology that is changing our classrooms and schools and sharing information that you can hear about today and use tomorrow. I do this by talking with teachers, leaders, and creators just like you and having them share their stories. Why? Because whether you use it or not, technology is changing the way we teach and how our students learn. So I'd love it if you came over to chrisnessy.com and checked out the House of Ed Tech. Because using technology isn't difficult. Just give it a try. Thank you once again for listening to the Google Teacher Podcast Archive. For the latest on Matt Miller, be sure to visit his website, ditchthattextbook.com. For the latest on Casey Bell, be sure to visit her website, shakeuplearning.com. And to keep up with me and get the latest in education technology, be sure to visit my website, chrisnessy.com. And I invite you to listen to the House of EdTech podcast.